0: I did have a job in the Gold Coast at this amazing seafood restaurant. I think it was called Yellowfin, and I didn't get fired from that job. (laughs) I left on my own
1: terms. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to The Safe Haven. I'm your host, Amanda Lytle. The Safe Haven offers a collection of conversations about life's challenges and the pivots we make in order to keep moving forward. The safe haven has recently shape-shifted into a bi-weekly release with alternating bi-weekly releases of a segment called Road Trip, where Jennifer Porter and I have the kinds of chats that you'd have with a best friend on a road trip. Jennifer and her 80 liter Gregory Diva backpack and a roly carry-on went to Australia 11 years ago on a one-way ticket. Let us be the first to tell you that Australia was never the same after that. On today's drive, Jen tells us all about how the theme of her 10 months in Australia was all about working to travel and getting fired because, you know, jobs in Australia are just to supplement travel. (laughs) Jen's storytelling abilities keep you on the edge of your seat while she enlightens us about her adventures in Australia. But wait, did she actually end up bartending topless? (laughs) So before we jump into today's drive, I'd love to remind you that we would be so appreciative if you could follow the Safe Haven on your podcast app, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Writing a written review where you're able and leaving us a rating, five stars, obviously, helps us reach more people and show other listeners and podcasters that we're legit. And every single one helps. So if you haven't done so, we'd be so grateful if you did. Let's get rolling.
0: Hello, road trip friends. I'm Jen. And I'm Amanda. And we're two adventurous souls with a huge passion to travel and chasing the unordinary. You know, those podcasts that you listen to that you feel like you're hanging out on the couch with a friend or on a long road trip chatting with your bestie. That's what we've created. And we want you to come along for the ride.
1: Sometimes it'll just be us and other times we'll pick up a friend along the way for some additional insights. In each road trip episode, we'll be sharing a variety of insights and perspectives, lessons and memories from our lives.
0: Sometimes we may cry, but we will laugh way more, honoring every emotion that comes up authentically. That's what road trips with your besties are for. So grab a snack, pop in
1: those earbuds, and buckle up. Girl, I'm driving. Yes, queen! Yes! You want to know why? Why? Because... We've been talking a lot about Australia these days, both on our road trips and just when we're like on walks and talking on the phone when we're not together and all of these things. And I think we just need to talk more about it because I miss it. I know you miss it. And I think we just need to go
0: there. Yeah. I mean, I'm here for it. What is crazy to me is that I went to Australia coming up 12 years ago. That doesn't even sound right. It sounds made up. I know. 12 Maybe 11, 11. I believe that I was 22 when I went to Australia and I am now the young age of 33. (laughs) Your math is correct. So I think it was 11 (laughs) years ago I went to Australia. What took you there? Oh goodness. I mean, basically I went to college for two years at Fanshawe and then I was like not ready to take on the world. So I took a certificate program and then I still was like, Oh God, I'm done school. When September comes around, I'm on my own. Like mm-hmm. I don't have school to attend to. So I bought a backpack, 80 liters. Ooh, that's a big one. Yeah. The Gregory Diva. <laughs> Did you name it? Is that That's the name it came with. <laughs> I packed that thing and I booked a one-way flight to Australia. Okay, so knowing
1: how you camp everything but the kitchen sink is basically what you take camping I can just imagine what you put in that backpack
0: oh I got a box of tampons from Costco because I heard that Australia didn't have tampons with applicators <laughs> so here I'm taking like over 100 tampons to Australia <laughs> seems legit in your backpack right <laughs> totally, yeah. like they got the little bullet ones there
1: yeah anyways that you were looked after for a couple periods at least I
0: was I was looked after so like it was things like that and like I think I I didn't realize that I was, like, you can buy things when you get there. Oh, totally. So, also (laughs) something I need to admit is also along with the backpack came a rollaway suitcase. Like, a a carry-on size rollaway suitcase. Okay. That got ditched quick. Oh, of course. Like, there's no way you can go with that. So, yeah, here we are, like, backpack on the back, backpack on the front, and this little rollaway suitcase. I think the rollaway suitcase is what had the tampons in it, so... (laughs)
1: okay back up you decide that you're going to Australia yeah you're packed well how long have you packed for
0: oh like likely weeks
1: did you book a one-way
0: I booked a one-way Yes. yeah I booked a one way I basically kind of surprised my parents with this idea too I'm like I'm going to Australia and then yeah I just I like it was I was supposed to go in September too but then me being dramatic I was probably got in a fight with my parents over something I was like I'm going to Australia next week and I went next week. And, so you got
1: the visa sorted really quickly.
0: Oh, yeah. I had the visa <laughs> sorted. Um, Yeah. I, like, well, I already had the visa. Oh, you just hadn't told them, like, at all? I had the visa and I had a flight booked for September. But then, like, your visa is good for, like, X number of days. Like, you have to enter within mm-hmm. X number of days mm-hmm. and then it's good for, you know, a year from entry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was like, well, fine. If you guys aren't going to, you know, let me have a party or whatever ridiculous thing I had going on in my brain that day, then I'm going to Australia. (laughs) And I left.
1: This is amazing.
0: Yeah, I remember the family dropped me off at the airport. I don't know if Chris and Brittany were dating at this point. I think I just met Brittany. So I I don't think she was at the airport. So the whole, the, the fam at that time, we went to the airport, you know, we had this big group hug and I walked away from them through the gate and that was that. And I... I was stoked. Mm-hmm. And I left Toronto, YYZ, and I got on a flight to Vancouver, had a layover in Vancouver. And then, like, I woke up in Sydney mm-hmm. to a little girl eating my muffin. What? On the plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's fine. You can have that. I didn't want it anyways. Yeah. And I landed in Sydney. And so I had gone to school with a girl, Kate Gray. Hi, Kate. And she was already living in Australia. Also, one of my BFFs, Michelle, mm-hmm. now bins. Hi, Michelle. She was also living in Australia. So I went and I moved to the Gold Coast. So Kate oh, already had sorted us out an apartment. Good choice, yeah. And I landed in the Gold Coast. Michelle picked me up at the Coolangatta Airport, mm-hmm. and um bless her heart. She brought me an internet stick so I could like let my family know I'd made it that <laughs> night. Aren't those cool things? I actually
1: remember those. Those like little nugs that yeah, you like, just carry around your pocket. Why the hell doesn't Canada have this? I know. Portable internet.
0: They're amazing. You just have internet everywhere you go. It's off a cell phone tower. Yeah. Like come Soap on. Lover. I love it. So yeah I here I am in Australia and I'm like all right cool. So you know I get over my jet lag. I get over my meltdown of that there's no orange cheese and I'm thinking like Kate, this is great. I can hear the ocean at night. It's nice and warm. I'm living in this like great apartment that Kate found us. We live on the pool floor and I mean, life was pretty good. Mm -hmm. I had $5,000 in my bank account. That's what I needed apparently to get into the country. And uh, oh, I was like, I felt like I was living at this point. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm still curious though, when you get there, you know, when you are on a one way, you have to declare your plans. Did you actually go there with a set plan? It's like, I'm going to go there for a year or a couple months. Or were you kind of thinking, I'm just going to go wing it,
0: live my best life for a little bit. Or did you have an idea of doing your farm work, getting your second year visa? I went with the intention I was going to be there for a year. So like I declared my plan. I was on a working holiday visa. It had an end date. And I just said, you know, like, yeah, I'll be leaving. Did you know
1: that now instead of the 88 days farm work days, You, I think you do double that, but you can get
0: two additional years. That's amazing. I know. And I would have used them. I never did farm work. So what happened? I wish that I did. Um, Okay. So, I mean, in the Coles notes, I landed in the Gold Coast. So this is like the end of August. So yes, very much coming up on 11 years ago. Landed in the Gold Coast, lived in this apartment and kind of thought like, okay, I'm going to get a job and I'm just going to start living, but also being aware that I am here to see this country. So I think within the first month, maybe three weeks, I scored a job at the Hard Rock Cafe in the Gold Coast. Oh my gosh. The perfect job for you. So I was stoked. I was like, okay, great. I've got a job. You know, I've got $5,000 in the bank, you know, okay. Like I've made it. Okay. So let's fast forward a few days. I think like it was a public holiday and my friends were going to Byron Bay and the Hard Rock Cafe told me I had to work and I was like "Mm, I think there's a slight misunderstanding here I'm not here to work I'm here to travel first working (laughs) is supplementing travel so I'm not going to be able to make it on Friday and they said well then you need to find a replacement and I was like well I don't know anybody so I quit (laughs)
1: The shortest job you've ever had in life?
0: Likely. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, well, if I can't go to Byron Bay, like I'm here, I'm here to travel. So, I mean, I've got to go to Byron Bay. So I went to Byron Bay. It's amazing. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. I spent $5,000 rather quickly as well.
1: Oh, I don't doubt that one bit. Yeah. Life adds up quickly.
0: It adds up quick. It's expensive in Australia. Yeah, it is. Like if you're working and making money, it's not you're paid it's all like it's all in comparison
1: yeah well our currencies are quite similar I think they're within a cent right now
0: they are yeah but
1: you know you're absolutely right there are standard items that are typically more expensive there than they are here but it's the same as like people from the east coast even on the west coast here that are like oh my gosh it's so expensive there it is it definitely is I feel like when you're actually working there and not just traveling
0: there it's a completely different ballgame Exactly, because there's a lot going out, nothing coming in. I mean, I almost fell on the floor when I went into the Coles grocery store. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, chicken's $24? I'm like, <laughs> per kilo, not per pound.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Okay, okay. So like I wrapped my head around that. And then I ended up getting some pretty funny jobs on the Gold Coast. I um, ended up getting this job at a neighboring town in Main Beach. And I got a job at this bar called Toolies and, you know, like, that was fun. I worked there. The guy they'd on the bar was a bit of a twit, but I gave away too many free drinks at this bar, so I got fired, (laughs) and I really advocated for myself to not get fired because I needed the money, and... I need to keep traveling. I need to keep traveling, but no, he didn't believe I still needed the job, so I got fired, and I was like, okay, fine, fine. (laughs) So then I got a job at this restaurant called Shell's, And it was in the same complex as my apartment building. So I was like, okay, perfect. Commute to work, down the elevator, walk five steps. Okay. So then part of the job there, she wanted me to stand at the door and like convince people to come into the restaurant. And like, keep in mind, there's like 19 restaurants in this one place. And there's, everybody is standing out at their own door, like waving people in. And I'm just like, well, I'm not really like super into this. So I stood there, like looked good and... I wasn't apparently flagging enough people into the restaurant. <laughs> so you got fired. So I got fired. <laughs> but it was actually really funny there. Somebody goes to me. I, I did serve there a few times. And I said, like, you know, before, like, she let me go. I'm like, well, you, you know I'm a good server. Like, can I? Well, no, you have to be able to do every job. And you're not very good at the door. And I'm like, okay, fine. Yep, bye. Bye. But there, somebody said to me, they're like, hey, can I get a lift? And I looked at them. I'm like, I'm really sorry, but I don't have a car. And they looked at me like I had like four eyeballs. And I'm like, hmm. And they're like, like a soda. And I said, you want a Lyft soda? I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm just really confused right now. I said, obviously, I'm not from here. And they're like, no. So there's this lemon squash soda that's actually really good, and it's called Lyft. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I thought the guy was asking me for a ride somewhere. <laughs> Like, no wonder it didn't work out for me there. I'm like, a lift. What do you mean? Yeah, totally. You want to go in my van? Well, at that time, I didn't have a van. (laughs) So, yeah, that was short-lived, and I don't know. I I think at that point, I I don't know. I don't really remember another job that was going on there. So, that must have taken me to about December-ish when I was like, okay. Things aren't really working out for me here on the Gold Coast job wise. I'm going to have to go get a job. So I got on with this recruitment agency and basically I sent them my resume and then they sent me an email with all of these places that are hiring what the accommodation costs and what you'd get paid. So I mean, I looked these places up and they're all in the middle of nowhere. So I thought, okay, Jennifer, this is just quick. Like you're just going to go like make some money and then you could maybe return to the Gold Coast or, you know, do something else. So I picked the job that I had to pay the least for staff accommodation and I made the most money. Mm -hmm. So I was clearing $1,000 a week at this job. Okay. This job is in the most northern part of the Northern Territory in a place called Nullanboy or Gove. Okay. So, I mean, I Googled it. Obviously not much going on up there. I'm kind of used to that. You know, I, I, I can make do. As long as there's like some cool people, you know, I can like, Go to a beach, fine. But then I realized, well, you can't go to the beach there because there's crocodiles and sharks. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. So, anyways, I go. I'm like, you know what? I don't really have another choice. So I get on the plane and I fly to Cannes. I fly from the Gold Coast to Cairns And then I fly from Cairns over to Gove. Well, I get in this little plane and go to Gove and we made some pit stop in the jungle. And I was like, okay, like sure, I guess I'm probably on the right flight, I hope. And I landed in Gove. It's nighttime and I land at this airport that's very small, like the size of a house. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I I think somebody will be here to pick me up. Like they'll probably have a sign that says my name on it. They'll be wearing like a uniform of this place I'm going to work called the Walkabout Lodge and Tavern. And I thought, okay, so anyways, my bag, backpack comes out on the conveyor belt and this guy goes to pick it up he's about as wide as he is tall he goes you jennifer and i'm like uh yeah he goes i'm tony head of security Walkabout about lodge come with me and i'm like <laughs> okay guess i'm going <laughs> so we jump into his little silver toyota van and he throws my backpack in the back like don't worry i didn't have anything for agile in there no tampons no tampons no <laughs> probably ditched them at this point take up too much room And uh, we take off bombing down this very dark road. And I, anyways, I'm sitting there being like, I I hope he's going to take me to where I'm supposed to go. So I'm making conversation on the way and I'm like, a lot of kangaroos here. And he's like, no, Buffalo. If we hit one, we're done. And I'm like, oh God. (laughs) So we pull into this parking lot of this walkabout lodge and tavern and he puts it in park and it's kind of like a, like, okay, we're here. he goes come on in let me show you to the kennels I'm like uh kennels okay so you had
1: no idea what you're doing at this point
0: no idea like I knew I was supposed to be a bartender like I mean I knew I I, I, Google mapped this place like I kind of like looked at it but like they don't show you the Staphicom okay so he takes me to Staphicom and it's very rustic to say the slightest and it is like a kennel but it's like for people because there's a hallway and then there's rooms down each side. So, I mean, I did have my own room and I mean, that was quite fine. And so he lets me drop my bag. He goes, Oh yeah, come on. We'll go to the bar. We'll go see where you're working. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, Hey, like I'm this, I'm the Canadian, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to make the most of the situation being like, Oh my God, like my cell phone doesn't work up here. What Mm -hmm. the hell am I doing here? Don't worry. Everything's fine. Everything is fine. We're going to take a quick pit stop here for gas,
1: so take a big stretch, jump around, grab something to nourish yourself with, and enjoy a quick break while we fill up.
0: So we walk into the bar that I'm meant to be working at, and there is a population here, so there's a, a aluminum mine, so a lot of mine guys. Okay, so this is the demographic we're dealing with. Middle-aged men, aboriginals, everything is still fine. And so we walk into the bar and um, there's topless girls bartending. And my heart started racing and I thought, Mm -hmm. I must have missed this memo that I'm going to be a topless bartender. (laughs) I was like, oh God, my dad's going to write me right out of the will. (laughs) And so I looked at this Tony character that's head of security I said, so excuse me, do I have to bartend topless? He goes, oh, no, no. Those are things we call, these girls, we call them toppies. They rotate out every two weeks. We get two new ones every two weeks. And I'm like, okay. He's like, you just work with them behind the bar. And I'm like, cool. Sounds great. In my head, I'm thinking like, I'm I'm so, I'm tired from traveling. I'm thinking like, what in the hell have I done? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what, Jennifer? You're tired. Go sleep on it. You have... A bed, you have your own room with a door that locks. You will be fine. So I wake up the next morning and I'm still like, yeah, this is where I am. So I try to call my parents. And of course, like I had Vodafone and Vodafone didn't work up there. I had to get mm-hmm. Telstra. Mm-hmm. So I went across the street to the pay phone and I saw some very interesting sites on the way there. And I called my parents. I'm like, I don't know what I've done. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. I have no money. And I need to get out of here. And my mom was like, well, like, what are you going to do? Are you okay? Are you safe? And I'm like, okay, this is probably not the best line to lead off with. But like, I don't know what I've done. I need to figure a plan out. So I said to my mom, I'm like, my cell phone's not working. I mean, if you don't hear from me, no news is good news. But I'm like, my plan is to make enough money. I'm going to get a flight out of here to Darwin. At least Darwin's a city and, you know, figure things out. So then I hung up the phone with my parents and, you know, went to my room and started unpacking and I kept my door open. So I thought, okay, like maybe people that are working here, they might pop by and introduce themselves or I might, you know, say hi to somebody. So I'm thinking like, all right, things are fine. And um, yeah, like met some people, nice people. And I started work. You know, I ended up making some really cool friends there and I actually ended up having a great time. Mm -hmm up here like I the first day we went to this swimming hole that I would took it took me 30 minutes to like be able to jump into it because I was convinced there's crocodiles in it and there was like little kids swimming in there and I was like okay like they're not going to swim in there if there's crocodiles and like (laughs) anyways jumped into this swimming hole like oh I had the time of my life and I made friends with some of the mine guys from working at the bar and my dad of course is like you be careful and I'm like okay yeah I will but you know they were like hey do you want to go fishing and I'm like okay like I'm gonna bring one of my friends and I went on like some of the coolest adventures. Like we got in these four by fours and like drove an hour and a half through this forest or bush, and like come out to these beautiful escarpments and go fishing and camping. And one time we went out to this beautiful escarpment and we got bogged, so stuck mm-hmm. on the shore and short in the in the soft sand, and the tides coming up and like we need to get this car moved. Mm-hmm. But then we also were like, okay, well, like, we need to eat. And, like, we went harpooning for fish and, like, caught all these, like, really cool fish. I learned how to gill and gut a fish. I, like, never thought in my life I'd go harpoon fishing, which that was, like, super cool. Yeah, like, camping in, like, this place called Cape Artem. And it was just – it was incredible. I kind of was, like, hanging out with this guy who lived on a catamaran. And it was really fun because we'd, like, sleep in the nets. Mm-hmm. It was – yeah, like, I mean – So I definitely got like my adventure fix here, but you probably guessed it. I got fired. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) After two months, but I was already like scheduled. I'd already like planned my next move. I was going to broom. And so I said to them, I know you want to fire me today, but listen, I'm meant to be flying out in four days. Like, do you think I could just stay working? They're like, no, pack your bags. You're gone. I'm like, well. Why did you
1: get fired?
0: Well. Well. I stood up at the bar one night and spoke my mind about how I didn't like management at this place. Ooh.
1: Okay, that, that might do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. That was that. <laughs> and anyway, so I left and how did I leave? Did I take... I think I must have flown. Yeah, yeah. I flew from Gove to Broom, And oh my God, Broom was incredible. Mm-hmm. Like I rode a camel on the beach and then I went... To work at this place called Eco Beach Wilderness Retreat. And it's like a yogi retreat. A lot of people that are coming back from retreats in Bali before they like go back to normal life. They kind of like transition through this Eco Beach Wilderness Mm -hmm. Retreat. And my accommodation was like a like it was a canvas tent. It did have a hardwood floor and like an actual twin size bed. But, you know, like you could open the fly in the morning and like see all the wallabies and Yeah, it was really cool. One night I woke up and I put my hand in my hair and I was like, oh, is this gum in my hair? And it was a green tree frog. Aww. Yeah, like it was just, it was such a cool experience and like we went again fishing Mm -hmm. and my favorite fish um, in Australia was called barramundi. Yeah. Oh, back to the Gold Coast. I did have a job in the Gold Coast at this amazing seafood restaurant. I think it was called Yellowfin. And I didn't get fired from that job. <laughs> I left on my own terms. Fair <laughs> Monday's amazing. Oh, eh? it's so mm-hmm. good. And like, it was so much fun to like to mm-hmm. go catch the fish yeah. and gill it and gut it myself and then throw it on the fire and eat it and yeah. like just fork. Yeah. Yeah. So delicious. So delicious. And then this place that I was living was about an hour and a half outside of Broome and Broome in itself like it was just it was beautiful but yeah remote and then from there I traveled down the west coast spent I did like I went on this like expedition hiking expedition through Karajini National Park like we we went into like a bunch of different gorges and camped and yeah that tour went from Broome down to Perth but while I was living in the Gold Coast I did the Great Ocean Road like we went to Melbourne like I went to Sydney a couple of times Basically I did like the outer bit of Australia but I didn't do the classic Gold Coast to Cairns route. Mm. So I didn't do what Sundays 1860 or whatever that is. You didn't do Uluru? No. Mm. I went from like the Northern Territory around that coast down to Broome, down through like Fremantle, mm-hmm. Monkey Monkey Maya I think it was called down to Perth. And then I did another trip along the Great Ocean Road. I went from Perth to Adelaide um, and went to the Barossa Valley, which was incredible. And then I went from Adelaide back to Melbourne. Mm -hmm. And then I went Melbourne back to Sydney. And then I flew home after 10 months. It was time at that point. It was June. And I was graduating college so so a year in between finishing classes to when we graduated in case we needed to do like we had to do an internship Um, but I'd completed my internship the summer before I went to Australia so yeah I went home and graduated so I was only in Australia for 10 months and oh my goodness if I did it again I'd do it so differently Mm,
1: no getting fired
0: no no I probably would have saved more money (laughs) and you didn't
1: have to work yeah Totally.
0: I probably would have done like a bit more research, but like this was the first time, like all my other traveling, I traveled with my family. Mm -hmm. Like my mom filled out my customs declaration forms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was the first time. And I, I think, you know, I think my family was a little bit worried being like, oh God, Jennifer, here you go.
1: This is so great though. I When I think back on Australia, my time there, I think back so, so fondly. If you think of the top three things that you wished you did, What would they be?
0: I definitely wish that I did do the classic backpack route from, you know, Gold Coast up to Cairns. And I do wish I went to like Uluru. Mm. But I mean, I was just really flying by the seat of my pants. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. And I do really feel like I ended up in some pretty cool places and like had some like really unique experiences that I might not have had otherwise if I didn't take these really random jobs. Mm -hmm. And I met a lot of really cool people. Yeah. I remember these two American girls I met. Oh God. I mean, we're, we still chat to this day. Yeah. they Like we worked together at that bar that we were in uh main beach and yeah. I mean, like just met a lot of really like fun people. Like I just, I had a really good time, but I mean, I went by myself. I was 22. So like, what can you really expect? You know, sure. I had the lonely planet, but Mm-hmm. I really just flew by the seat of my pants and was like okay like I'm I'm, I'm here until I don't want to be and then I'm like okay well what's my next step I'm like mm-hmm. you know I need money so I need to like go work these jobs where I did make a thousand dollars a week
1: did you ever think anything about getting a second year visa like was the farm work ever on your radar
0: no because I definitely did get a little bit homesick mm-hmm. like by the time I was going home I was ready to go home mm-hmm. yeah I was I was ready to go home traveling like living out of a backpack hauling that backpack around Mm -hmm. kind of doing the hostel thing it does get tiring
1: yeah that was actually something I remember very clearly was after a couple weeks in particular where you haven't officially unpacked your bags yeah it does start to get to you and especially with the moisture when you were talking about the time of year that you were up north like even just the humidity itself just everything feels damp
0: yeah. Like it was 40 degrees up there and like mm-hmm. it would pour rain for mm-hmm. like a couple of hours and then be fine. But yeah, like it's just, and like you're lugging around like a bunch of dirty laundry mm-hmm. and you're like, I just need to do laundry. I need to stay somewhere long enough. Like funny, this was a trip to Mexico, but like we, my friend and I got our laundry done and we were supposed to leave say on a Monday and we're like, well, the laundry's not going to be done till Tuesday. So I guess we're not going anywhere till Tuesday. So yeah I just I was getting to the point where I missed the comforts of home. Like I say, I was by myself. So if I had have been with somebody there there's a comfort of home right there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I took on Australia solo at
1: twenty two. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. When you just mentioned homesickness, that was another thing that I remember waking up in Melbourne. After I'd landed, my bag was lost.
0: Oh no! And
1: yeah, so they're like, "Here's a hundred dollars so to replace all the things in your bag." I ended up getting the bag four days later, but I'll never forget just this overwhelming feeling. I like my whole torso, like cavity of my torso, felt empty and heavy emotionally. And I was like, "What the hell have I done?" I'm here on a frigging one way ticket. Yeah, without plans. Yeah, I I understand, that, but fortunately that didn't happen too often. But homesickness
0: is real. Yeah, and it's like. Just even being like in your own country and it was interesting like flying back into Toronto seeing the sign that says welcome to Canada Mm -hmm. and seeing a sign for Tim Hortons like it's interesting the comforts and Mm -hmm. you know it's I mean it's funny because I got like once I got back to like my house you know the first thing I like to do is have a shower and naturally I went digging in that backpack for something to wear and my mom said to me Jennifer you got to put that stuff in the wash like it's all either has a hole in it or it's stained you do still have a closet full of clothes here that you haven't seen in 10 months like did you want to pick something out of there yeah yeah so it was an experience and but like I say I I would do it almost completely different if I did it again Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean now I'd be doing it at well minimum 33 so you know you have a bit more of a budget and a little bit more luxury yeah a little bit more luxury (laughs) And yeah. More
1: hotels, less hostels.
0: More hotels, less hostels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what happened when I was in Bali. I did half my trip in hostels. And then one night I was like, and no, we're doing villas tomorrow night. With private pools. With private pools. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, you might as well. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I would say, you know, I definitely wish that I did more of the central to more northeast coast and Mm -hmm. went to Uluru. But you can't do it all. Can't do it all. You can't do it all. Oh, you've got
1: me so excited now. Just like even talking about this and thinking about my own time there. Like what an experience.
0: I can't wait to do another episode on your your time there. Yeah. And the contrasts of... Just how different it is.
1: Yeah. We'll save that for the next drive.
0: Yeah. Because even like um, my brother and Brittany, they did Australia and they did it completely different.
1: How about the fact that they stayed with me for a couple nights?
0: I know. It's really, it's really strange. Yeah. Like they... They stayed with you. Uh-huh. They stayed with Michelle and Dave mm-hmm. when, I think that that's when they went to New Zealand though. And then they stayed with Jess Tranto. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, I that was fun. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I think it's one of those things that like, that was the going thing. Everybody was going to Australia mm-hmm. and it was comforting. People were like, oh yeah, yeah, I've been there. It's great. It's great. Yeah. It's also so nice for your first trip to go
1: somewhere where culturally, even though there are huge differences, there's so many similarities. That's totally And, and the language, right? Yeah. The language, the culture, the climate.
0: Well, you know, there's some things they say in the language, like a lift. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I forget some of the slang now. Oh, just even just what they call things. Like even, oh gosh, I have a
1: whole list of funny slangs and stuff, but. A bogan. A bogan. Yeah. As opposed to a redneck. Yeah. Totally.
0: Yeah. And. Um, a Sheila. Oh yeah. That's a lady. Totally. What do they call the men? bloke a bloke yeah wait I feel like there's a different one maybe a bloke yeah like we could go with it
1: I'll never forget being in line at a grocery store and I was getting so frustrated because I was trying to find I was in a rush too I was heading for like a girls night or something and I was supposed to bring some fruit and so I grabbed a cantaloupe and I was trying to pay for it (laughs)
0: You mean a rock melon?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I'm trying to punch in cantaloupe and I'm getting frustrated because nothing's coming up and I'm in a rush and I'm at self-checkout because I figured that was way quicker. And I was just like, what is this? And she's like, oh, it's a rock melon. I was like, oh, whoa, what? Kind of like a capsicum. Oh, no. No. So many weird slangs.
0: It was, yeah, it was definitely interesting. Like, not that that was like really hard to get used to, but like even the level, of, like the service where you like go up in order and then you get this number mm. and you go sit down. Mm-hmm. But exactly. That's exactly why I was like, I'm going to Australia because it was very, there was not much shock value. No. Exactly. When I got there, I was like, okay, like this, this I can do. Yeah. It's very far away from home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like you can just fly home whenever it's terrible. You just fly home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, yeah, I mean, like I knew that Michelle was there and I was like living with my friend Kate, so didn't have much to worry about. And I met people and it was an experience. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that I did it. Mm -hmm. Of course. Because I mean, now at, you know, 33, it's not like I can really like, okay, totally. I could take a year off and go travel.
1: (laughs) Not in the same way. But not in the same way because you're
0: kind of like, okay, well, I kind of have a a career to uphold and it's not like I can just be like, okay, well, I'm taking a year off. Well, and then what? Yeah. With
1: your vehicle payments and everything that you didn't have when you were 22.
0: Exactly. It's like, okay, well, I can't necessarily just like up and go. So yeah, no, I'm definitely glad that I did that. And just the Northern territory, like how I ended up there, it's just, and like those, those stories. (laughs) And I mean, I just had a really great time. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, this is incredible because I love that next drive. I'm so excited to share a little bit about my adventures. Yes. And then you mentioned Bali and I've also done Bali. So I'd love to chat about that as well, which gets me even more excited. Yes.
0: We could do a back-to-back episode on Bali. Yes.
1: Let's do it. Yes. We have officially hit. Let's go for ice cream. I'm feeling it. We had that curry for dinner and... I'm actually really feeling some ice cream. You'd mentioned that this was your if we were coming up on this place you really wanted, is it the mojito one?
0: Oh, the mojito sorbet. I think they have that. Mm, yeah, totes into that.
1: So, I think I'm going to probably if if you were not lying, this place has that mint chip <gasps> flaky one?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we got to stop. Okay, perfect. You know how I love a good cone down the day.
1: Oh gosh, well, oh, the
0: hoo! yeah.
1: Well, in that case, I guess we've made it. And friends, we have so enjoyed your company and appreciate you coming along. Make sure you take a big stretch and nourish yourselves today.
0: If you had a nice trip today, be sure to follow us on your podcast app and jump back in next week. Tell your friends they'll fit in the van. We'll gas up, grab snacks and continue down the open road next week. Cheers.